0: Some listeners to the Thundercast we are back for more SU athletics coverage I'm your host Connor Sanders joined by Kelton Jacobson Kelton how are you enjoying the end of the semester right now my man it's almost done
1: uh let's see here two more days two more days it's over Thursday I think by the time this posts, the semester will be done for I you. I think so I think so and you yes
0: you're done I, tomorrow? it definitely will be yeah one more day we're recording this on Tuesday, which is important info because I'm sure it's always good to date podcasts now because information changes so quickly. Oh, yes. So, uh, yes. but yes, to, as of Tuesday, we are we are very close to finishing finals. And we're coming off a very fun week for SU basketball. What a great time it's been. Just, we got two Big Sky players of the week. Men's basketball got consecutive Big Sky players of the week. Um, and we have some really fun games going Coming up and over the so next good. few days as well, so I'm really excited. I'm glad to have you and chat with you. Uh, let's let's take a look at the at the UVU game. Uh, the men's basketball uh, ended up winning last week. Uh, really a dominant performance for SU. I would say just from start to finish went into uh, into Utah Valley's arena and won 81 to 71. I, I thought it was a pretty hard fought game. Um, in a game that I thought Tevian Jones was just fantastic, and he earned Big Sky Player of the Week mm-hmm. for his performance, 33 points and 5 rebounds, and I must say, nothing easy. Everything was tough. He was
1: having to make difficult shots, and he was great. And he did. <laughs> he did. He, he made some, uh, some excellent plays. Uh, yes, I would agree. It was hard fought. They did win by 10. I think it was a closer game than the score indicated. With that said, though, Connor, I never really felt yeah. in doubt i yeah i kind of just always knew like oh, so it's, it's fine you know when Tev's making shots like that it's just it's really really hard because
0: you play such good defense and you have so many other players that are smart and make the right play almost every single time mm-hmm. like between dre marin and Mason fawcett you're almost always gonna always make the right decision if either of those two guys gets the ball and oh, you course. can you can really trust john and Tev as well so Harrison and Nick Fleming starting to take on a bigger role. Like, it's been a pretty dream start to the season. It, I so wish that SU could be playing at Michigan right now and <laughs> playing against all these big schools that they had on their schedule because, holy cow, it'd be so fun I to know. watch this team go and fight. They are getting
1: a little bit of tournament buzz. We saw on Twitter, you know, Woo! they got the early, what, the play in for the 16 seed. So, uh, if the tournament were to start today, that's pretty cool. That's hey, pretty cool.
0: What's crazy about this season is I'm not, you know, they said that they're going to play the NCAA tournament at a single site, I'm guessing Indianapolis, mm-hmm. because that's where it always is. I, you know, what if the Big Sky champion uh, has a COVID case and they're like, hey, we need somebody. Yeah. So you, you won the, the regular season championship. Yeah. You guys go.
1: Yeah.
0: Or what if there's no conference tournament because four teams have mm-hmm. a case or whatever? Like, there's so, so, so much up in the air. So for SU to be performing well um, as this... In a situation where things are so uncertain, that just is so so great, and they deserve all the congratulations. And uh, I think this this went over UVU, as you mentioned, like it's not it's not a statement in the way that the the Montana wins were because it, it really just felt like SCU was like, yeah, this was just a business trip. That was their whole yeah. motto.
1: They went in, they and took it, care.
0: That's exactly what they did.
1: Yeah, uh, from start to finish, too. Uh, they they never trailed in the game. Yep. U V U made a, a late push. They caught it down to one, but then, like you said, Tev started making shots. You know, Mays was in the game. Mays had two huge blocks during that that U V U run at the end, and and it just yeah, it was just never in doubt. So uh, I, I I do think S U U's got to be considered one of the favorites at least in Big Sky right now. Uh, they've they've really taken that uh, preseason ranking to, to heart because they were not happy about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I
0: know it's early to be talking award season talk, but, I mean, you have three players in Fawcett, Jones, and Knight who I think can legitimately make an argument to be considered for those first and second team all-conference, mm-hmm. um, and Dre Marine as well, who's playing so, so well. And I think it's interesting to note, too, in this UBU game, um, we didn't shoot the ball. SU didn't shoot the ball very well. Seven to twenty-one from the three-point line. That's that's not that great. What's impressive though is that uh, in games last season where SU struggled to shoot the ball, it felt like nothing uh, worked and, mm-hmm. and things really really bogged down and SU just couldn't figure out how to score. At times, uh, that's not the case in at no. least in what we've
1: seen. No, they they have a lot more floor spacing. I feel like this year. Yeah. Um, Ivan y- Madunich has been able to step back. Where did he go last game? He didn't, he didn't shoot any threes last game, but he has been able to just be that threat. I, I know in the Montana games he was as well. So uh, they, they've been able to spread the floor. That's allowed more driving lanes for Knight. Uh, Tev is a pretty good ISO player as well, so he's able to get those tough shots. So, yeah, they, they, have, they have weapons at, at yeah. every angle. Looking at the box score of
0: that game, I didn't realize SU was struggling so much with foul trouble as this game was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you had... Butler with four, Medunich with four, Dre Maron with four. Um, that's interesting. I, I I don't remember the game really playing out that way because it seemed like SG really had control. And uh, it's just so nice when if Medunich gets into foul trouble or if he's having a cold offensive night, you can just go small, let Mason go, mm-hmm. and at least keep the guy from ever getting really good position. Yeah. Um, maybe he gets a few a few shots close to the basket, but really, (laughs) Fawcett's been great in the post as well, Mm -hmm. and the passing lanes are always cut down because Tevion Jones has got those long arms, he's blocking things up, like, it's just so tough to get anything going defensively, so in SU, even if they're not knocking down shots, this is a huge step forward from last season because they don't even need to be making shots to to take control of the game. Right.
1: So, so Connor, I want to talk about two players. Uh, The first is Nick Fleming because he's... He's seen his role increase game after game after game. He, of course, was the hero of the Montana game, the second Montana game. And he played 20 minutes against uh, UVU. You know, he doesn't fill up the stat sheet, but he does the right things on the court. Yes. Uh, He's a good defensive player. Um, He fills his lane. He's an outside shooting threat. Uh, Shot 40% last year. So with Anand Moody coming back this week, what do you think?
0: Yeah. It's an interesting proposition. I think uh, it's really easy to underrate how good Fleming is as a ball handler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just he gets the ball, and you can trust him no matter where he is on the court. Um, Uvu is throwing a bunch of different looks at him, and and he handles a lot of pick and roll stuff too. And he he just navigated it every single time. He's a in, in soccer. There's this like saying. That uh, like your first touch is everything. That's what Nick Fleming does to me. He like he always beats his man mm-hmm. on the first dribble. He always it finds a little bit of space, even if he's just gonna move the ball and not like go and score. But Moody does offer that three point shooting that um, would bring in, in another element to Todd Simon's offense. I mm-hmm. I don't know who you choose. I think you gotta. Give both a chance to to get on play and and SU do have back to back games this week so I'm sure both players will see plenty of on court action I don't think anyone will be lamenting not getting enough playing time but in when you can get down to the nitty gritty the end of the season stuff it will be an interesting thing to watch
1: yeah and, and you got to think too I mean where are those minutes going to come from if mm-hmm. uh, Coach Simon decides to go with both players Dre, Ma- Dre Marin or Marine excuse me Dre Marine and John Knight are averaging the most minutes on the court right now, so you could see their minutes dwindle just a pinch. With that said, they're still your starting tandem, so you're going to play them the majority of the game. But I I do think Moody and uh, Fleming could definitely see some time together. I mean, They're they're both dead eyes. That's interesting to say. I I hadn't really thought about that. I feel like you always have one of
0: Marine or Knight Mm -hmm. on the floor. They're Mm kind of just like your your lead ball handler guys. But that is interesting to to bring in Fleming, let him do a little pick-and-roll stuff, and see if he can... Uh, find something with Moody, and I think there's some interesting kind of two-man game stuff uh, that that they can explore. Um, Maybe with using Badunic in the high post, he seems a little bit more confident Mm -hmm. as a passer this season. Uh, With Fawcett as well, Fawcett can do a lot of that, like give-and-go passing decisions. Oh, yeah.
1: If, if, If the early season is any indication, you look at the looks... Um, that Harrison Butler and Mays have been getting in the corners. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of open looks in the corners, so I wonder if that has to play into Coach Simon's game plan, at least for Moody, because you can't leave him open in a corner. You can't leave Nick open in a corner. So, uh, again, it's it's going to be fun to watch, uh, especially as they go on to take on uh, Dixie State this coming week, um, to see if, if both can play, or if both do play, Yeah, and uh, what kind of looks they get. And it's so interesting because I,
0: I hadn't I don't know. There's a lot to consider as as the season wears on and, and things change so quickly. You know, if if somebody's out, being able to trust players mm-hmm. down the stretch, and you can just trust Nick Fleming. You even can. To, you just know he's not going to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. He's going to be solid with the ball. He's going to make a good pass, even in a high pressure situation, and he's going to give us all. And uh, he. That kind of is one of those battles we're still keeping an eye on. But the, the thing I was going to say is that I don't feel like any of these players are looking their absolute sharpest. I they, They've played oh, I well. I would agree. They've played well every single game. Mm-hmm. But I have not one single time been like, oh, my gosh. Like, SCU's playing at their absolute best. I mean, I've never been like, wow, John Knight is just completely unstoppable right now like we know right. he can be. And Tev has been great. And even to him, I haven't been like, whoa, like, he's just completely unstoppable right now. There, I think that... They've looked so
1: good against so many good teams, but they still have another gear to kick it into. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think Tev can and improve his uh, his shot efficiency, if you want to, if you want to say he did. He scored thirty three points. He took twenty three shots he and does, he only made yeah. ten of them. You know, and he's he, a volume scorer. He's a volume scorer. Uh, you know, you can make your comparisons there to to your Bradley Beals, your Donovan Mitchell's, who just are chuckers, um, <laughs> which is <laughs> don't you call Donovan Mitchell a chucker? <laughs> hey, early career Donovan Mitchell, excuse How could me. You? Um, but you look at you know Dre uh, against UVU, he went two for six. So again. Th- I agree the The shooting numbers haven't been tremendous but they've been enough to get the job done I think they settle in a little bit more as the season wears on uh, I will disagree with one player in particular and it's Mays <laughs> yeah, he Mays has, has been, been. Yeah. just a rock solid player he has been sharp from, from the tip of the first game he's been solid oh my goodness I mean he just does everything correctly and and hey you know Ivan Madunich gets in foul trouble you have Cortese Cooper on the bench you have Jason Spurgeon on the bench but you put Mays just at five, yeah, and it's fine, and it's fine. Yeah, I. So uh, something else we had talked about before the season was
0: that like it seemed like the the rotation spots yet to t- to be determined. It seemed like Moody was really solidly in there. I still think that he is solidly in the rotation mm-hmm. just because of what he brings offensively is going to be so important. Um, we were like, well, f- is Fleming going to be one of the guys? And it seems like yes, at this point, mm-hmm. Fleming is one of the guys. Mm-hmm. He will see between five and. 23 minutes in pretty much every oh, game, yeah. Yeah. right? At least. Um, Marquise Moore's kind of on the fringe of that. It seems right. like that's one of the guys that Coach Simon really trusts. We kind of thought it would come down between Cortese Cooper and Jason Spergen, the freshman from Australia, and Cortese, the transfer from LSU. And I think that it's. it seems like sometimes it's hard to keep Madunich in either because of foul trouble or just because uh, against Montana, for example, Montana were just daring mm-hmm. Madunich to to make the offensive decision. They're saying we'll give you whatever you want, and and he he struggled a little bit at times just to to make offensive decisions. And that's not really like what the role you expect him to be in. That's where you bring in right. another ball handler that can can be the primary decision maker, um, not the primary, but just in that situation. Mm-hmm. That's what the defense is giving you. That's what you have to take. Um, and it's nice to to know that you know you don't have to just say. I guess you're not so stuck to a system that they have to just throw another post out there. Right. They can throw out Harrison Butler. They can just mm-hmm. say, we're going to run with Tev. We're going to run with, with Fleming and, and go a little smaller. Because they're so good defensively that you have that luxury to say, you know, let's try out this kind of weird lineup. Sure. And, and that's such a luxury, and that's going to be so important as the season wears on, and you play all these teams twice, and you have to be golfing mm-hmm. new looks every single week. I think that's why this—it just seems like things are shaping up so well for SU. Maybe we're— we're just homers that are way <laughs> overconfident about um, the performance of the local team, but it just in a in a weird year, this kind of team is like perfectly built for it. They're yeah. super strong defensively. I was texting my my pops about this. I know you're gonna listen to this, Dad, but every single game SU plays is close. Like, yeah. if you could, they they play teams that might be a little less talented than them, and they play close games against them. That happened a little bit last season, like the Sacramento State game that they lost. Just had no business losing that game. Mm-hmm. But when they play really good teams, they will take them down to the wire guarantee. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of a live or die principle. I, I bring that up because we have a game against a team, Dixie State. This is a huge game. I know that Coach Simon is putting a lot of emphasis on this game with his yes. players mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday night. And Dixie, the Crosstown rival now, they're Division I yep. uh, this season. I My only concern about this game, and we'll, we'll get into it more, is that this might be a game where if the offense isn't working for SUU and it ends up being kind of mm-hmm. grindy, Dixie State has a lot of shooters and they, they might, do. they might knock down some, some big
1: shots. They do have a lot of shooters. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to watch them take, uh, as they take on SUU to watch Dixie State take probably upwards of 33s, um three uh, yeah. pointers, which is a good number for, for college ball. Um, last, uh, the last game, I believe Dixie State, they took around twenty-seven. The game before that, ar- around twenty-eight. So again, they're hovering around that thirty-three-pointer uh, uh, mark. SU on the other hand, they 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 take a fair amount, but the, not that much. Probably yeah. closer to twenty. Yeah. So again, took twenty-one if, last game. If, if 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 Dixie State's connecting does SU modify their, their game plan and say, hey, we got to match threes with threes, or do they stick out with the, hey, right side, left side, pick and roll with Mazin, with Madunich, and see what happens?
0: Yeah, I think there's just enough guys on this team that can create offensively that there's... There, a lot would have to go wrong for SU just to completely go cold. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you're going to have shoot nights sure. where you're not shooting the ball well, but Harrison Butler is going to get you a bucket every oh, once yeah. in a while. You know, Tev's going to get you a bucket. Fleming, it seems like, more and more is growing in confidence and getting mm-hmm. his own shot. Um, and Moody, of course. We haven't even seen Moody, and, and he's, yeah. he still brings that, that element of just being able to score from anywhere. Uh, but that is a concern I have because in in these close games, it, it, it doesn't matter how well you play for, you know, 38 minutes, those last two minutes, as we saw with the women's basketball team, which we'll get
1: to if you keep the games close sometimes you can get the the ball to bounce your way enough and win yeah I uh I got I had the opportunity to sit in and and practice just a little bit uh earlier this week and and uh they were running a few plays and and one of the plays you know Moody caught the ball on the wing and and he uh took was in the triple threat he he pump faked a little bit and then took Couple dribbles in, and then shot. You know, about 15 feet away from the basket. <laughs> oh no! And Coach Simon was not happy with On and Moody. he's then he said, "Moody, run it again." And he did this. And for my, our listeners, he's I'm doing a shooting motion. All Todd <laughs> or, or all Coach Simon had to say was, "Moody, and just shoot it." And so I yeah. think uh, I think Moody's got the green light. Uh, I I I know for a fact Tev has the green light. So again. I agree. you you bring up a really interesting point too. if if Tev is cold, you go to John. Yeah. If John is cold, you're gonna go to Dre. If Dre's cold, you're gonna run pick and rolls with Harrison Butler and with Mason Fawcett. And mm-hmm. hey, if those all those guys are cold, you have two dead eye shooters in Nick Fleming and Anon Moody coming off the bench. So it's yeah. really difficult to to not be able to match up offensively for, for this T-Bird team.
0: Yeah, at this level, it's just so many options to turn to offensively. So I, we think that this game might um, – it could go a, – a, I think it could go a couple of ways. SU kind of – just like the UVU game, they don't even let Dixie get even close. They yeah. don't even let Dixie get into the game. They're like, listen, you have yeah, you guys are in the whack and maybe we'll be in the whack with you soon, but you haven't seen athletes
1: like these. No. You haven't seen This is division one. This is a different ball game. You haven't seen Tavion Jones' wingspan. Right. Uh whatever. You Take know. your one point win against North Dakota. We'll yes.
0: Well, I mean, those that's a nice win. Uh, Denver's always a solid team. They also had the chance to beat up on Saint Catherine. <laughs> um, Cameron Gooden seems like a really good shooter who shoots a lot. Um It's definitely a scary team. The other way that I think this game could go is it stays close throughout and it's coin toss at the end and that's when you lose to lesser teams.
1: So do you think offense is going to prevail or do you think defense is going to prevail? What's the X factor I just feel like
0: offense will never prevail against SU. No? No, it's always going to be a grind out. Mm. Grindy, grindy, grind. And, And because... If it is working for SU, it won't feel like a grind because that's you just playing good defense. Mm-hmm. It's just when they're not scoring, you're like, oh, <laughs> like they are just pursuing everything, making every single shot impossible, getting every single rebound. Mm-hmm. Like that's just so so tough. Um, so we're we're looking forward to that game. It, speaking of close games, um, the women's basketball team had a, a fantastically interesting week oh, last boy. week. Um, one game not, I mean, one game was interesting, it just wasn't close, uh, right. as SU took care of William Jessup University, who, you know, for the first, like, six minutes, they looked like they were ready to give SU a fight. Yeah, they did. They, they did. They took the lead a couple times. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay.
1: I was a little nervous for <laughs> for half a second there. But we knew that the fatigue was going to kick in yes. eventually,
0: and they started doing, like, wholesale subs, and just, the game was over. Yeah,
1: when, when you sub five out, you, you kind of know what's going to happen, and, and SU... Yeah. You, Kind of took control after that. That's no disrespect to them because I thought they actually gave a really good effort. Um, That's hard to do, Connor. You're playing three games in three days. Uh, what, what did we determine? Five games in six days total. I think it was like yeah, five and seven, three and four, and five and seven. Or it's like that. Still, it's just just insane. So then, many yeah.
0: games. And their coach was really good too. I I liked watching them play. Yeah. Um, we got to mention Liz Graves, one big guy player of the week. Uh, had 18 points and seven rebounds in this game in just 19 minutes. It was so effortless for Liz in that game. and up mm-hmm. uh Doherty also had a very nice week last week, 15 points in this game. Also a really nice uh, end of the game against Grand Canyon, which I think is the bigger... No, oh, of course. Uh, of the four games that were played, or the three games that mm-hmm. were played last week, that was by far the most interesting one. Oh, yeah. As went into that game, well, into the final two and a half minutes, they were down seven points, and they had been trailing for the whole second half. Mm-hmm. And then they go on an 8-0 run, all free
1: throws, all free throws,
0: and win by one point. Oh my gosh! And they get what? That's five straight stops to win. Yeah. You had you had to hold them to nothing on five straight stops.
1: Okay. I, I want to talk. I know we'll talk about the game, but I want to talk about this last possession that Grand Canyon had. So, okay. SU hits the free throw. I, I don't. I believe it was it was Sharita. is either Sharita or Maddie. The final free throw was Francin. Was Dari. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so Dari hits the final free throw to put SU up one. Now, Grand Canyon has 39-ish seconds left to go down and make a bucket. Yes. SU only has three team fouls at this point. Oh, yeah. I know what you're about to talk what about. What excellent coaching from from yes. Coach Sanders. Well, and discipline from your team to not go. foul. I, I mean, mean,
0: GCU was hacking SU. Yeah. It was a
1: very physical game. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, way to save all your quarters, in, or, or excuse me, all the, all your fouls in that final quarter because GCU had two Excellent drives to the basket on Me that. He just hacked her. And, and, yeah, Maddie was like, nah, uh <laughs> and, and fouled her. And so guess what? It's The foul's on the ground. It's not a shooting foul. They have to take it out on the side. They have to reset. So you, you knock five seconds off. Then you knock 10 seconds off. Yes. And now GCU's in a panic. They got to score faster. And you know that and they're you, not going to yeah. get an offensive rebound. Yeah, and they really
0: weren't getting great looks at the rim. They, no. they were making a lot of jump shots. Tough, tough looks. Just some, some shots I was like, wow, what a tough three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a really great point. Uh, Coach Sanders always talks about uh, instilling these habits in players that so that when things get stressful, they have good habits to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And that's just defending well every single possession, defending without fouling and not being undisciplined in setting screens and charging the basket. Like, that's, it was huge. I, I, I had noticed that too. And that just shows that. The, the habits that Coach Sanders is instilling in the team are working successfully. Yeah. Um, but man, Liz Graves played so good in that game. Twenty four points. Dari added twenty. That frontcourt duo. Uh, that's just they're just so energetic.
1: It's yeah. just tough to stop them. Oh yeah. And and they swallow up every rebound that comes their way. I mean, Dari Dari's has thirty one total rebounds on the season. She's averaging above ten. Uh, Liz is right behind her with twenty seven rebounds on the season. She's averaging nine. Uh, Liz I had the chance to talk Jeez. with Liz she told me that, that when she was a kid uh, she had teammates who, who wouldn't pass her the ball so she said I'm gonna go and get the rebound that way I have the ball and so that's kind of just been instilled in her this whole time and and so she's just she's at 510 she's not the biggest one out there but she wants the rebound more than anyone else out there so yeah they they get the boards yeah. man. yeah they really do. And let's talk about Sharita. We can't leave yeah. her out. Sharita played so well in that game. Was the key ball handler for Southern Utah. And just
0: launching herself at
1: the rim over and over mm-hmm. and getting fouled and making the free throws. And GCU, GCU they, they run the press and they ran it all all, all day. All game. The full 40 minutes. Sharita had one turnover. Yeah. One. That's really impressive. That's Every insane.
0: time she came out, it was a sweat fest watching mm-hmm. them trying to get break that press mm-hmm. but one thing i wanted to note as well is piper thornberry the freshman she got thrown into the fire mm-hmm. against the press yes she did they, they were like hey we need a big that can dribble mm-hmm. at least a couple times because mm-hmm. some of those times the bigs got the ball i was like ah run <laughs> you're 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 in so much trouble um but piper made a couple she made that little pass where she dropped it off to Dari. oh that was touch really nice. pass oh, so so nice. so nice but she also she was just working hard getting she open was. off the inbounds uh You know she's able to like space dribble and find the guard. Yeah. Which is the only way that the press is ever actually effective is that somebody who's not supposed to have the ball has the ball Mm -hmm. and they panic. And
1: I thought Piper played very well. She nailed that three pointer. Yeah. At the end of the. I was I was uh, I was jumping out of my seat. I was watching the game at work and uh, and I hope my bosses don't hear that. But uh, (laughs) I was watching the game and uh, I Daley comes off that pick set by Piper and Piper just popped right out. DeLa with a dime, by yeah, the
0: way. DeLa played so well with a dime, well,
1: and just Piper just cash. So
0: that whole run started with DeLa. Eight yeah.
1: zero run. She she made a sick
0: behind the back dribble and like a little hesitation to get to the basket and get fouled, and that's when the eight zero free throw run started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, GTU was good. Like their their defense They're was just good so team. so tough. But you gotta wonder, like guys, can you just stop fouling? Yeah. Like. SU was getting good looks, so they kind of had to foul. It wasn't like, you know, they're fouling them like 60 feet from the basket or anything like right. We were getting into the lane every time, or into the paint, they had to foul. Um, but, and there was a moment too, in like four, like two and a half minutes left, like right before the run started, uh, Jackson, number 24 for Arizona, for GCU, she fouled out mm-hmm. on just a tiki tack stupid mm-hmm. foul. And there, there it went, 8 yeah, run. They were run. just draped all over them all game, and yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, that was a, such a fascinating game yeah a huge huge test and a huge win. this is like it's so important now playing against WAC teams knowing what we know about this you having been invited to the conference like every single matchup with the WAC team is a measuring stick. it's like mm-hmm. can we hang at this level um and should we yeah. should we should we try and try and play at this level it's it's really interesting to watch man, yeah
1: you know i i uh one more thing on on Sharita because I was just yeah in awe at her game, both games. And in fact, these la- this last this last week, she went eight for eight against uh, William Jessup from the free throw line. She went nine for nine uh, against Grand Canyon University. So seventeen straight uh, free throws made for Sharita, and Let's go. I, I asked her about it. Um, And I said, Sharita, do you work on free throws? Like, is this part of your, do you you shoot 1,000 free throws a day? She's like, oh, I work on them, but I obviously need to work harder. I'm like, what do you mean you need to work? (laughs) You've hit 17 in a row. Oh, my Uh, god. So so just, I'm I'm in awe at her game. I asked her, too. I said, you know, you've seen your scoring average, uh, your scoring total go up game after game after game. Is that going to continue? She says she hopes so. And I'm all for Sharita scoring more points.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, I thought she was fantastic down the stretch. Uh, I think it's funny that these, well, one thing I want to point out, SU 29 to 34 from the free throw line. 86%. Huge in that game because I got to the line a lot. Yes. Okay, so offensively, the thing that jumps out on this page is that SU took 13 three-pointers in the game and only made three. Yeah. Uh, That's not very good. No. And it, But SU's women's team is so much like their men's team in that every single player on the court is going to compete like mm-hmm. they are going to fight and fight mm-hmm. and fight and fight uh and it's going to be a grind like you're not going to get an easy win here no. no matter what especially a team like GCU that like they showed a little bit offensively sometimes but they turned the ball over a ton and fouled a lot too yeah um and also the, the fouls man the so fouls many. i just couldn't believe it but anyway I'm, uh i think SU they won't let anyone just come in and walk all over them they're right the, the habits are now instilled to the point where the culture is, is what Sanders wanted it to be, where mm-hmm. at least it's going to be a fight. Yeah. Even if we don't shoot the ball well, we shoot three of 13 on threes. It doesn't matter. Right. We're going to be in the game. We're going to find a way. <laughs> and that, this is the ultimate we found a way to win.
1: Game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: A couple of things we have to talk about, though, and I hate to ever be negative, but. Do it, Connor. Maddie Eaton, I I just feel for you. She's gotta connect and, one and, of these times. Man. And Rita Satini too, the the backcourt is the starting backcourt of the last few games has has struggled a little bit a little in bit. my opinion. Mm-hmm. I would I think Dayla has played well. I think it's nice to have Liz as like the the big burly guard. I think that there's plenty that they can do to play better. I just Rita just struggled a little bit against the press and mm-hmm. didn't really have any other ball handlers to throw out there. And Maddie for as good a shooter as she is she tends to rush a lot, and yes. she's not as great a ball handler no. as uh, some of the other guards on the team. She's right. she's just really left-handed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to get to her to her right. Yeah, and I noticed too that she just rushes. Mm-hmm. She I don't know if it's like it's just been instilled in her that like you get the ball, you have to sprint toward the basket and right. and get your shot. It's like she doesn't really take the time to use her agility. And like set up a slow dribble, like hit somebody with the hesitation and try and get them off balance or something. Mm-hmm. It's always just like, okay, can I get to my left hand and get a shot away? Right. And I I know that she was going to be an offensive focal point, mm-hmm. and I worry that teams are kind of starting to figure her out a little bit. Mm. But I think that there's plenty that they can do to to get her going again. It's just oh yeah, it's I must say if as someone who also. Played sports with their siblings. It's weird playing on the same team as your sibling, <laughs> yeah. Especially with your older siblings, yes. Yeah, who you, your whole life, you have been comparing yourself to mm-hmm. constantly, and mm-hmm. your parents are in the <laughs> crowd, and you can hear them all yeah. the time because there's no fans. Yeah, and yeah, it's. It's just such a strange – it's not a strange dynamic. It's just one that I've been like, Right. I'm a younger sibling. I'm noticing younger sibling-like behaviors from
1: a fellow younger sibling out there on the yeah. court. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I'm with you. I feel for, for for Maddie. I mean, first game she came out, she shot 15 times and connected, I think, once or maybe three times. I don't remember. And uh, and, and this game against GCU, she went one for eight. With To her credit, she is the only one – uh, on SU who seems to be not shy of taking threes. Yes, that's true. And I'm just, I'm waiting for the day that she connects because when it yeah. starts to click, and, and she started out slow last season, let's let's remember. She's going to have some like six for nine game. And, and I mean, you get her, Sharita, Liz, Dari, I mean... That's that's a solid four scorers that... And
0: by the way, Dari hit a three in the fourth quarter of that <laughs> game that was huge. It was so huge, It man. was a huge <laughs> shot. And I was like, Dari, like, every time Dari shoots a three, I'm like, I love where your heart's at. <laughs> but it, I haven't seen her just drill one like that. She stepped into it super confident, so she's adding new elements to her game. Mm-hmm. Uh, both teams, I just feel like there's so much to be excited about in these two big games. We should mention... SU scheduled to play UVU and to play SAGU. Are
1: you talking about men's?
0: The women's team. Women's,
1: yeah. So women's is uh, they are scheduled to play UVU. Now something to take note of is uh, BYU and UVU were set to play today, yes. and they didn't.
0: And there's now some suspicion or potential. Sure. We, we will see. Maybe if UVU had a positive
1: test, BYU might slot into UVU in. spot. Because it's happened it's happened before. That's how, that's how yeah. That's how SU played UVU yeah. the first time. So I i if, think I think they could ha- that could happen again.
0: If they do play, BYU's three and one. Mm-hmm. Really good team. They are. Uh last time these two teams played SU won sixty seven to sixty four and kind of Tracy's first like signature win. Mm-hmm. Just like just gonna beat you up and Becca and is just gonna chase your best player around for 40 <laughs> minutes and it's just gonna be miserable um, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a weird game though it's gonna be short prep time not really like a bunch of time to get scouting reports and stuff together um, yeah and we will have more students in the, fan, in the stands going yep. forward as well.
1: Yep, so they did announce that students are going to be allowed to attend. They're actually going to have a designated student section now. Um, I don't know how that's going to work as far as social distancing goes. I know masks are going to be required. Yeah. Um, they are going to hard cap it at 500. So first come, first serve, I guess. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah,
0: I, that's great. Um, Indoor gatherings, it's always like I kind of wince, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but I trust that is doing what they need to do. I I do think that we should get a little bit more information about sure what the contact tracing protocols are, and I want I just want SU to be like, hey, here's everything we're doing to keep everybody safe. And right. so I can say that's awesome. Look at what SU is doing. Isn't this so cool? And sometimes it's just kind of like, uh, fans are allowed, and that <laughs> that's the message. Everybody's like, wait, what?
1: Yeah. Well, against against GCU uh, on Saturday, there were well over two hundred uh, in in the stands. Yeah. So, and, and that makes a difference. It's, starting it's with, it's weird. It was. It but was it a makes a weird. difference. There was a there was an intensity there that probably wouldn't have been there without you. anyone. It's kind of unsettling because it's like you hear too much. The
0: fans, you're like, oh, so yeah. that's what you're yelling at the ref all game, <laughs> the whole game. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's funny. You you hear some things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah,
0: I love sitting courtside and listen to the, the players talk trash. Do you have any predictions? Should I
1: put you on the spot? You're put me on the spot again. Uh, so I I I don't remember if we mentioned because it was about twenty minutes ago, but BYU or excuse me, wow, uh, SUU they are going to play Dixie State. They are also going to play Bethesda, yes. uh, this coming Monday. Um, it's important to mention SUU men's do play uh, sagu i think you mentioned that connor um sagu though that is also up in the air as they canceled their game against dixie yes um so we'll find out what happens i hope there. the dixie game happens i hadn't even thought about that but yeah well the good news is, is they dixie did announce that the the positive covid test it's not them We're yeah, good. yeah it wasn't okay. dixie it was it was sagu so <laughs> we are we are okay there um uh, as far and then SU does play Bethesda on Monday, so you do have uh, three games for men's in five days. Um, I think as far as predictions go, if they did play all three, I think they win all three. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that they're going to play Sagu. If they do play Sagu, I think that's a win. I I I'm, I think you can pencil in Bethesda as a win, and as long as they come out uh, against. Dixie State and take it seriously, I think it's a win. So I predict, for men's at least, you're going
0: 3-0. We didn't preview it as much for the women, but they do play uh, Dixie State next Monday as well. They do. Um, I don't know much about the women's team, but I will say uh, rematch with BYU, I think you probably lean BYU there because BYU looks really good against mm-hmm. power five teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think SU probably has the the leg up against Dixie in terms of women's basketball. So I would say the SU goes 3-0, the men do, and the women probably
1: split if they play both games. Right. Um, yeah, I, Dixie State uh, women's, they've only played once, and they, they played another uh, NAIA school, and they did win by third, 29. Um, they played Park University uh, down in St. George. So, uh, again, they I, I would agree. They could split. They could split. I think that's a, a that would be a great... For, for SUU women's to split those two.
0: Yes. Do you have any uh hot takes you've been waiting to bomb out on the podcast?
1: <laughs> not about not about college. Uh, about the NBA maybe, but we'll save that for another day. Uh I do think though, I'm I'm really excited to get on and Moody back. I'm really excited. <laughs>
0: I'm excited to go back to relishing and fat James Harden memes. That's that's hilarious. And fat Luca, dude, I love chunky Luca. I, okay. He is a representative for all doughboys out there.
1: I love you, Chunky Luca. <laughs> Don't ever lose weight, dog. I I told Connor this before the NBA Keep season. That potbelly, son. I said the Mavericks. My hot take on the NBA season was that the Dallas Horrible Mavericks were not take. going to make the NBA. They playoffs. have the
0: NBA or the MVP.
1: I have. The chunky MVP. I have rescinded that hot take. <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> and Chunky Luca are going deep that, dude, into the that, Western that Conference baby playoffs. belly poking
0: out, <laughs> like <laughs> the way it comes together at his shorts and his shirt just like reminds me of playing Super League <laughs> basketball when I was like in seventh grade. Oh my gosh, dude, that's just so funny. Uh, These homies, they got to get back in shape too. You know, James Harden been at the every strip club in America over the last week. Eating hot wings, man. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's it for the Thundercast. Uh, Make sure to tune in Thursday and Friday for the men's and women's basketball games. Yes, sir. I'm excited. Peace.